The views, thoughts, and opinions expressed in this podcast belong solely to those expressing them and do not necessarily reflect the OSA Foundation Incorporated or any other group or individual. This podcast may contain dialogue or subject material that could be considered for mature audiences only. All aspects of how you play the game and the OSIP Foundation Incorporated are protected by copyright and other state and federal intellectual property laws. Unauthorized use without the express written consent of the OSIP Foundation Incorporated is strictly prohibited. If you're interested in sponsoring how you play the game, please email us at podcast at osipfoundation.org. Your sponsorship may be tax deductible. Well, we're back, everybody. Welcome to another edition of How You Play the Game, the official podcast of the Osip Foundation Incorporated. Yours truly, Jack Furlong, with you as we talk to you about what's going on as far as the world of sportsmanship is concerned. This is the second episode of the month of May. The year is 2023. So glad you can be with us. As always, check us out online at osipfoundation.org. You can check us out via email, or I guess that would be contacting via email. See, I barely had one cup of coffee. Leave me alone. The email address, of course, is podcast at osipfoundation.org. On social media, you can find us at facebook.com slash Foundation, Twitter and Instagram at Foundation hashtag how you play the game. Of course, you also have our apparel store on Bonfire. Our book is on Amazon. Uh, trying to think what else we have to plug and promote and whatnot. We'll get to a couple of those things in a, in a minute. Um, first, want to uh, just mention uh, producer engineer Sean Ryan is uh, not with us today. Uh, he Don't worry, he's fine. And uh, he'll be back next with the next episode. He's uh, currently on the bereavement writ list. So uh, we, we wish him and uh, his family well. Um, you know, thoughts and prayers are with them right now. Uh, so uh, stepping up to the plate for him and... Uh, Doing what, uh, doing what friends do and uh, covering for him uh, as he's uh, going through something. And uh, we obviously, uh, you know, that's what we love about each other here at OSIP is uh, we take care of each other like that. Uh, but don't worry, he'll be back. Uh, yeah, I'm, a, I'm just getting over a cold myself. So I'm, I'm, you know, I might even sound a little weird, but I'm happy to be here and happy to be chatting with you just for a, a, even a, a few if I uh, am doing more of a lecture than I am a conversation. Um, first and foremost, as always, want to uh, plug our upcoming gala, the uh, first annual OSIP Black Tie Gala, which will be held on Sunday, June 25th, 6 p.m. at the Makefield Highlands Golf Club in Yardley, Pennsylvania. Tickets are $100. They're on sale now at osipfoundation.org gala. Remember, you can also uh, sponsor the event, which is also... which. Funny enough, uh, we learned this recently, and uh, this is a great thing. You know, there are people who uh, may not be able to financially afford even coming to the gala right now because of the ticket prices. So uh, sponsoring is a great way to, uh, if you can't make it or if you want to provide something extra, uh, to give a little cash to allow somebody to come to the gala. Uh, so if, you, if you'd like to do that, there, the form is on our website. We also have a form on our website for you to donate to our silent auction that will be uh, being held at this gala. So... We, we we have all these great ways that you can contribute. We hope to see you there. Um, it's the first time we're doing this. There are only 300 tickets available, and uh, and we really want to uh, sell as many of them as we possibly can. Uh, so it, it would be great to see it. It's black tie preferred. Uh, if you have a tuxedo, wear it. And uh, if you don't, wear your nicest, finest, darkest suit because we don't really want to make people go out and spend additional money renting a tux just to come to this thing. Uh, unless, of course, you're involved with OSIP, then, of course, we're going to make you do that. But... We, we, we would love to see it. And, and as a, on a personal note, <clears throat> the reason that we're holding it now and, and whatnot, the impetus is uh, the day after, which is uh, June 26th, uh, is my 40th birthday. And, you know, I, I've always uh, kind of 
had this weird feeling about my birthday. Uh, you know, it, it becomes existential. You know, you, you you think about getting a year older. You think about, you know, all these different things about life. And, and there's a lot of pressure to have a good time on your birthday. So I thought to myself, the best thing that I think I can do in this case to make sure that I have a good time is to uh, donate my birthday to charity. And you know what? Maybe people think it's egotistical. That's fine. I, I, I really could not care less about that. You know, I, I, I know what's true in my heart. And... Uh, it would mean the world to me if you could come to this party, not just to celebrate OSIP, but to, to, to celebrate my 40th. And um, there are no gifts. Uh, your gift is the fact that you're, you're there and that you're spending 100 bucks on a ticket to get there. You know, I uh, you know, kind of figure most people would probably spend about that much money on a birthday gift for my 40th anyway. So that's how it all kind of works out. Um, you know, if you have questions, don't hesitate to reach out. Again, I would I would absolutely adore it uh, if you could be there. Uh, we have uh, stuff and information on the internet. If uh, if you're flying in or if you need a place to stay uh, to come to the, come to this this gala, um, we again we we would absolutely love to see you. Um, have a have a have a great time with a silent auction, live entertainment, um, buffet dinner, some some form of cash and open bar, depending upon what kind of uh, sponsorships we get and whatnot. So we're really looking forward to this, and you would be doing me a solid, a personal favor if you could be there. Um, buy your tickets now. There are only 300 available. Okay, so today as I was preparing for the show, um, I kind of was just, you know, dancing around sportsmanship stuff on the internet a little bit, because there's, there's been a couple of things coming coming across my proverbial desk. Um, and I saw an article that kind of hit me because of things that I've been experiencing recently. So the article was written by, uh, Rick T. Lander, uh, for the Chicago Sun Times on uh, April 18th of this year. It's called Sportsmanship Needs to be Revitalized. Um, and I just want to, I want to, uh, quote a couple of things in this article and then wrap it into what I was experiencing and why I felt it was appropriate. So the article starts off, quote, When Steve Kerr was a senior guard at Arizona, he was taunted before a game by Arizona State hecklers who shouted, PLO and where's your dad? PLO referred to the Palestine Liberation Organization designated a terrorist group by the United States in 1987. Now, Kerr's father, Malcolm Kerr, the president of the American University of Beirut, had been assassinated by Islamic radicals in the hallway outside his Beirut office in 1984. Quote, I had tears in my eyes, said uh, Kerr said after the game. For one thing, it brought back memories of my dad, but for another thing, it was just sad that people would do something like that, end quote. That sadness is what brings us to our topic today, sportsmanship. Uh, the, the article goes on. I'm going to skip ahead just a teeny, teeny bit here. Um... Goes on to say, for at the root of sportsmanship is a thing called moral reasoning, the ability to know what is right, honorable, virtuous thing to do in any situation. More re reasoning is so important that philosophers and psychologists claim it is needed to propel societies into a better world. Uh, this uh, all may seem like a reach from a quiet basketball taunt, but TV picked up the visuals. Uh, blah, 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 blah. Um, NFL has anti-taunting rules, so does the NBA. Uh, baseball and hockey have ways to deal with taunting or showboating, not all of them proper. Uh, the disturbing thing is that studies have shown the longer a person plays sports, the lower his or her moral reasoning. 
The athlete may not even be aware of what sportsmanship is, never had it enforced by parents or coaches. Um, and at the end of the article, talks about uh, what Kerr did in that game. He was after he was taunting, taunted. Uh, young Kerr said nothing but answered by coming out and scoring twenty points, going six or six on three pointers just in the first half. So, a couple of things that kind of go into this. The first thing is something that we've been preaching at OSIP for some time. What's the best way to respond to these types of situations? It's kind of to shut up and go put up a W, you know? I used, I used to say that to the kids that I would coach where I would say, if you're angry at an opponent, at an umpire, it doesn't matter who, you know, who, who, who makes you feel that, that anger. If you're looking for revenge or anything like that, the best way to get it is to go put up that W. Go get a win. Go because you can't take that you can't take that away from you, you know. And then and then shut up about it. You don't have to you know start pointing at the scoreboard and 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 whatnot. I used to see this sometimes in high school baseball where a team would a losing team would start to bitch and moan and whatnot, and um, the team that was ahead just kind of looked at them and pointed to the scoreboard like. You know, shut your mouth. Look, at, we're winning. You know, I, I'm not condoning that. I'm just saying that there's that there's an aspect of that where the fact of the matter is that the best revenge for poor sportsmanship is not to stoop down to those levels, so to speak, but just to go out and get the W. And in fairness, too, let me mention that doing so does not necessarily negate your feelings. In this article, Kerr even says, you know, he, that he had tears in his eyes. You know, he was he, he was very upset. He was sad. You know, I'm, I'm sure the gamut of emotions was was quite large. And and yet he went out there and put up a pretty good line just in the first half for crying out loud. You know, so it's it's very important that we remember that that's the best way to go ahead and do it. And yet at the same time, not to negate our feelings. Feelings are very natural. Feelings are you know, a, a part of the human experience. It's about how we express them and how we experience them. Um, we're not meant to suppress them. You know, it, it, when people taunt us or, or display acts of poor sportsmanship, we're allowed to be upset. We're allowed to be, um, you know, just, 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 just disappointed or feel any range of emotion. But the best way to handle it is to focus it into getting that W. And so the reason that I kind of tie a lot of this together is, you know, we're coming up on the end of the high school baseball season for me. And in the in the month and a half or so, maybe a little bit more than that, that I've that I've been doing high school baseball this year, there have been some some times where taunting and poor sportsmanship has been rather prevalent. And Sometimes it's easier to handle than others, but it made me start wondering about the psychology of what is going on in the minds of these people that cause that. High school baseball is played by teenage boys, okay? These are males probably between the ages of 13 and, let's say, 18 or 19, just to, just to be, you know... Uh, cast a very large net. You would think it's fourteen to seventeen or fourteen to eighteen, but I'm gonna I'm gonna put a little buffer on either side just because I'm I'm that generous of a guy. 
And the things that they say sometimes can be rather odd, painful, hurtful, etc. But when you take a step back and examine the situation as a whole, you realize that these are teenage boys. And as someone who was once a teenage boy and sometimes still thinks like a teenage boy, you begin to understand what's going through the mind of these people and, and why they think that saying or doing these things is appropriate. It's not, but when you consider the you know the, the the impetus when you consider what's going on what to 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 create the idea that this might be a good idea to them you 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 look at it a little differently i heard a lot of different taunts and things like that from people on the on the ball field this year the one that stood out to me that i i had never heard this one before after a strikeout the the team of the of the pitcher would would from the bench start uh, screaming at the the hitter who had just struck out left, right, left, right, basically mimicking the march back to the dugout following a strikeout. That was a new one to me. I heard one where you know the, the team was basically um, mocking a, a player who had just made an error by saying uh, e one. The pitcher had just made an error, so e one in the scorebook. So and and finally, I had to stop these these kids and go over to them and say, "You got to knock it off." You you know, there was one. Let's see, there was one where they where the kids said "buy him," which was you know, um, swing and a miss kind of a thing. I was I was. It's amazing what what kids will come up with. And last year, I had a situation where some of the things that were being said were not quite that bad, and yet a coach was making them out to be that bad. And I and I talked to my partner, and I, I just kind of asked him like. Are we getting soft? Like, like I, I, I'm not quite sure how to feel about this. And I'm, you know, I literally wrote the book on sportsmanship, and I was wondering why this was becoming a bigger deal. Was was a coach who knew I was big on sportsmanship trying to gain a tactical advantage with me? Because the, some of the things that you know these players say are not always that bad, you know. So. What's what's acceptable? What's not acceptable? I guess the general rule of thumb that I use is, are you cheering for your team or against the other team? Is what you are saying meant to be derogatory? Is it meant to intimidate? Is it meant to embarrass? Is it... You know, I. It, it, it's almost you don't know where that line is, but you know when you've crossed it. You know. Now there are other things that teams say that are not poor sportsmanship. Here's one I learned. I heard this year that I thought was pretty funny. Pitcher throws a well located fastball strike. His teammates on the bench yell out, "Live there!" And then another teammate yells out, "Buy a house!" And the other one yells out, "Start a family." I thought that was kind of cute. And in the back of my mind, knowing where I was at the game, I was like, you guys know what property taxes are like in this area? I wouldn't live here. If you're not laughing at that joke, I apologize. But anyway, the point being that I'm not quite sure 
what the solution is, if only for the fact that these teenage boys will be boys. That's not an excuse. And in a perfect world, I would want them to stop. I absolutely would. I, I personally believe I would not want to partake in that kind of behavior. I would want to cheer for my team, not against the other team. I would not want to embarrass another player or another team because I want to treat other people the way that I would wish to be treated. What's the solution here? Is the solution for the coaches and the parents and the fans to do a better job of policing these teenage boys? Is it up to the umpires to put a stop to this stuff? Listen, as an umpire, I got a lot on my plate as it is. Ball strike, fair foul, safe out, things like that. Here's one. And this might be a teaser for a future episode. I was doing a game, I guess it was last week, where that left-right, left-right thing was heard. And the catcher for the other team said, it's kind of disrespectful. But you know what? At the time... I was actually feeling kind of sick, like under the weather sick. And I was trying just to like keep my composure. As my throat started to hurt, I thought, oh God, am I coming down with something? Here I am working the plate of a varsity game in freezing cold weather. I feel like I'm getting sick. And now I got to worry about sportsmanship stuff like that. Again, I understand that that's, I understand the nature of the situation. I'm not trying to avoid my responsibilities. What I'm trying to get people to understand is you only have so much room on your plate. And when a lot of that room is taken up by feeling literally under the weather, what gets sacrificed? It's, it's kind of under the, under the same guise as when I, when I tell people like, listen, you don't know what that umpire experienced that day before he gets to the game. Maybe he had a bad day at work. Maybe he's struggling that day because of that. So you got to treat that umpire properly. You don't know. And there may not be another umpire to take the game away from him because of the, the shortage of umpires. It's a very gray situation. And I guess what I would ask is that if I circle back to this, to this article here from the Chicago Sun-Times... All of us need to do a, a good job at thinking about sportsmanship and taunting and whatnot. We have a hard enough job as it is playing the roles that we have during the course of athletic competition. Don't make it worse. Don't make it harder for other people by doing this kind of stuff. Cheer for your team, not against the other team. It's not that simple, or it's not that difficult. Excuse me. I think I've bored everybody enough today, so we'll we'll wrap it up here. Again, want to thank uh, Sean for for the work that he does. He'll be back with us on the next episode. Remember that the tickets are still available to the gala. We hope to see you there. We're really looking forward to it, and we we, we want to do this frequently. So we hope that you can be there with us. Uh, as always, check us out online at osipfoundation.org. The email address is podcast at osipfoundation.org. Facebook.com slash osipfoundation. Twitter and Instagram at osipfoundation. Hashtag how you play the game. As always, everybody, we will, tra- we will talk to you in just a few short weeks. And until then, 
buy some tickets to the gala and treat each other with respect. How You Play the Game is a production of the OSIP Foundation, Incorporated. The producer-engineer of this episode is Sean Ryan. Music by SoundSpring Studio. The executive producer of How You Play the Game is Jack Furlong. For more information, visit osipfoundation.org.